So if you want to, if you're with your family and they're not being friendly to you, you can come on our podcast and we'll be really friendly and talk about positive, lovely things. What's going on in India, my man? We've got free Thanksgiving over here. I know. This Ooh. is actually going to be our Thanksgiving show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what are you giving thanks for today, D-Tac? Um. <laughs> We're ready for that one, were you? <laughs> <laughs> do you know i actually thought about it and i was like oh, a whole episode should be about things we are thankful for <laughs> till when you asked me i totally blanked on anything <laughs> here's the here's the, the thing that i would say about this deal um you remember roseanne Barr that had a television show kind of a heavy set lady with a really weird voice but she was a very successful comedian do you remember her yeah, I do. So 30 years ago, she was was the top show, maybe not 30, 20 years ago, she was the top show with a show called Roseanne. And they did a Thanksgiving special. And uh, she helped put together the play at the kids' school. And so it's this typically really kind of ridiculous American deal where the natives go invite the Americans for a meal because they're all starving to death. Um and then at the end of it, the Americans pull out guns and shoot all of them. And I was like, that's the most honest show I've ever seen right there. This lady's going to she'll be off the air. And it didn't knock her off the air. And it was hmm. the first time I felt the mood was changing as far as maybe we're going to start being honest about how we did this deal. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Are we going to get flagged on YouTube for me telling that story? No, not for that. I think we get flagged only for our uh, statements about church, Sean, for some weird reason. <laughs> well, they're they're on the move, man. If I've ever seen a, so you remember when banks all expanded, you know, and you kept going, there can't be a bank on every corner. There's just not that much money. And then they all went bankrupt, you know, mm -hmm. years later. That's what I feel like is going on with those people that we're not allowed to say the name of. <laughs> you know, they are. Well, they've got school money, so they're all bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars. So they're not starving like they've been doing for a while because people disapproved of something. So crazy stuff. Okay, let's let's talk about Thanksgiving in India. So I to some of our listeners, they may be surprised you guys don't have a Thanksgiving, or was that the day the British left? <laughs> that is the day we give thanks. <laughs> <laughs> completely different meaning john <laughs> yeah. okay so in mexico they the uh they call americans gringos and it's from when we invaded mexico and, and then when we left those green people in the green like green outfits go <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have a derogatory term like that for the british mm, not really but we do have this um oh shit why am i Oh, there is a like a slang term for white people, which is yeah. Firangi. <laughs> it technically just translates to foreigner. Oh, so Mitagani in Italian mm -hmm. sounds really bad. The N word for white people. Um, and unfortunately, some of my relatives use it towards me, but they don't <laughs> they don't mean any sense. <laughs> what it what it is, if you think about Italian is Mitagani. And over the years, as things got mispronounced, because if you go order a sandwich in New York, what what people claim to be Italian is not a, not Italian. Mutarel and some gabagool is mozzarella and capicola. 
So in between the first thing I said and the last thing I said is the actual Italian word, because I'm doing it wrong also. But <laughs> Medigan is, oh, God, the Americans are here, which just means, you know, here comes the bland food. <laughs> Speaking of Thanksgiving, Sean, and these type of words, years ago, I think it was like 2016, I was at Thanksgiving at a friend's mother's house. And right. one of the siblings was... Uh, a mixed race couple and their kid walked up to me because I was standing at the kitchen island and asked me, um, uncle park, where the crackers and my oh. white friend from behind oh. me goes like, we're right here. <laughs> Except he was just holding dip in his hand and was asking me to pass in the crackers because he couldn't eat. <laughs> Dude, that may be the best joke I've ever heard you tell. Mm -hmm. You and that shit. Here's what it's like living in America. <laughs> that that is award worthy that is so good wow mm -hmm. we need to work on that one a little bit that was that was that was pretty <laughs> amazing. pretty amazing but i don't really have anything um new here other than i sent you i sent you the news report from channel five in, in tennessee about how that that reporter had uncovered all the of the liberty thing do what was it the moms for liberty article no so same same setup though that there were basically three or four different gop based groups like moms for liberty with fake cool names that put all the money into getting rid of specific legislators so they could get school choice through and it reads mm -hmm. like a rico statute violation i mean i'm these guys are they don't realize they're in trouble right now because, you know, most people, their egos get so big, they don't realize when they're getting caught. This reporter caught him and had all the documentation. And now I think what you're going to find is other states are going to look for, because once you know what you're looking for, it's easier to find it. When you're just looking, going, I think there's something out here, Dave. You're, you never find it, right? But now they know the documentation they're looking for and everything else. And then brazenly, these guys are like, yeah, yeah, we did work together. So... And so they would have millions of dollars and the goal would be to get rid of four state representatives. Okay. Million. And these are races that cost 10,000 or 15,000 to run. And they would roll in with 50, 60, 70, 300,000 to knock one specific person off. So tell me what I'm not understanding here, because shouldn't this fall under the same laws and regulations that the lobbyists fall under? Because I have talked to lobbyists where they are highly regulated at shit they can and cannot do. So what this would go under is um, when the Supreme Court made the decision that corporations are people, which was uh, really odd, happened. So they should be able to invest in campaigns just like people. Mm -hmm. And so what guys are doing is you you end up, it is Charles Koch of the Koch brothers mm -hmm. and the Wall family of walmart shitty service shitty store fame that are literally behind all this those two people and then they run it through a thing you know some of it's run through the american heritage all of this other bs so it is literally laundered money essentially run through this other stuff to change political views and and the reporter really he interviewed this this guy and the guy said hey look our state legislature is the best money know the best government money can buy and that is where we are right now in america and i don't i don't know how you get rid of those folks hiring 
you know, wa- you know, Washington, D.C. based companies to come in and lie, cheat and steal to get rid of somebody because Oklahomans aren't savvy enough. We're just not. We're not savvy enough to, to understand what's happening. And but I would also say New Yorkers aren't savvy enough. What's that? What's the little chubby guy? What's his name that did all the crimes and still got into office? I can't remember. That black glass. Upcoming we're, president? No, I'm we're we're getting a lesson in how stuff really works. And and there's in because of straight party voting, Republicans mm-hmm. know and control this really easy. They just have to get the right Republican in there. It isn't whether it's red or blue. You got to have the guy that will represent you personally. And they just hang everybody else out. And I mean, it's an enormous amount of money. The The guy I fight with all the time, Ryan Walters, already has $900,000 for his next campaign. He has only been in office eight months. No, oh, wow. Right. He's getting $100,000 a month from donors to just keep screwing things up like he's been screwing it up. And is my church one of those? <laughs> has he done anything that has actually helped his donors oh god yeah so he has so what their goal is is, is our budget for education here is six to seven billion dollars and mm-hmm. he has taken 10 percent of that money and thrown it away so it will starve next year and the following year it's it's like he's injected cancer into the mm-hmm. system and it's working but people don't know it. So if you have a special needs kid, you're working two jobs, trying to buy a new wheelchair, all that other shit. Um, next year or the year after, the public school will be so bad, you will look at private schools, but they won't take you because they don't take special needs kids. Um, they could do virtual, you know, which is not the same as regular school. Um, and, but the money just won't be there. I mean, he, he wiped out federal grant programs worth a quarter of a billion dollars. He gave the Catholic Church up to 150 million on virtual charters. There's 250 million available after two years, I believe. I believe I'm correct. It's one. Year, it's two years or three years uh, per year to be able to be spent on on uh, uh, vouchers. Essentially, you would get a tax rebate back, and 80 percent of those people were already in public school. So, uh, right there is nearly a billion dollars when your budget is only six billion. He's starving them to death on purpose. Mm. And he's got all these old people helping him starve them to death. I mean, it's, it's messed up. Yeah, considering that all the people that I see at your school board meetings, are, I'm pretty 80. sure they have kids like 10 years older than me. <laughs> or 10 years older than me. <laughs> I know. That right. is more accurate, actually. <laughs> yeah, because back then they would have gotten married at 18 or 17 because there was no birth control. Mm. Right. Yeah. People are going to do what people do. Yeah. So it is. Um, I mean, it's it's not frightening because my kids went to private school. If you lived mm-hmm. here, your kids go to private school. Yeah. But it is frightening that um, one specific party is imploding all of this and you can't get people to not vote for. It. Donald Trump will win Oklahoma 70 percent to 30 percent if it's him and Joe Biden, if it's the old people's match. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's and, even a chance that somebody else is going <laughs> to like overtake you know, Trump? 
I thought Kennedy was going to give it a shot, and he just turned out to be a bit of a loon when he got further in. And even if he's not a loon, and I agree with some of his stuff, he sounds like a loon. You just when all of his family turned against him, mm. that's usually a bad sign. I I don't see Chris Christie's the only person that I can see logical enough to get through, which means he won't get through. And they'll they'll fake do him with mafia ties. I mean, my God, he was the governor of New Jersey and he's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> so he's out. <laughs> Sean, the thing I, the thing that did it for me with RFK was that picture of him walking out of a commercial airline bathroom with no slippers or socks on. He was barefoot, and I was like, "Yeah, not him." <laughs> I can get behind a lot of the crazy shit he said, but that was the last straw. I was like, mm -mm. <laughs> "Well, and I'm the first to understand the guy's dad got in head." I get it um, politically. He knows what serious enemies there are out there. And he could probably one way or another identify who did it because believe me, they knew um, they were warned before they shot and, and his uncle too. So I, I get that part of it, but why is he still running when he knows for a fact, he's probably just throwing votes to the Donald. I mean, I just, um, we have to accept as Democrats in America that we are not going to get what we want. We might get what we need, might. But the other guys are effing loom. <laughs> Sean, this is like a straight up Batman dialogue. I don't know whether you watched that movie, but you just quoted the end of the movie, The Dark Knight. <laughs> he's, not the, he's not the hero we deserve, but is the hero we need right now. <laughs> <laughs> Came with flaws and all flaws. And all. Well, I just, I just think there's gotta be, uh, there's gotta be some honesty about the situation we're in. We have a third of our country here ready to um, throw away this experiment and become a kingdom again, which, yep. you know, I don't why, because they obviously don't know anything about kingdoms because <laughs> it would be the first people attacked because, <laughs> you know, they don't bring in income. And we're back. Oh, <laughs> we needed a bathroom break because the 60 year old guy had to go to the bathroom <laughs> you know i i once heard this comedian and he mm -hmm. goes you know when i turn 60 every bathroom i stop and i look and i go can i wait another hour no i better go in no i think i can wait no i better go in at that point you need to go to the bathroom <laughs> yep <laughs> never miss an opportunity <laughs> telling you you have no idea so i'm making my wife's bread my wife's restaurant's bread this morning as well i got mm. some guy i don't know what's wrong with his brain but he can't seem to be doing it right it is so here's what i've decided it is basically non in a pan form focaccia bread huh because i watch people make non on my on my tiktok commercial uh, videos all the time and i'm like i swear to god that is focaccia bread they just put in little rolls like like pizza rolls so mm -hmm. i think I'm close i believe i'm close i just don't have the 600 degree oven to put my hand to with a pillow <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that little uh, part <laughs> who thought that was a good idea the first time they did it no i'm just putting bread in here they were probably throwing away pictures of their girlfriend or some shit but the you actual... know that even when we even when i used to make uh rotis at my house, mm -hmm. like Alex would be standing behind me and he'll be like, can you please use your non fingers and pick that up? It's too hot for me to pick up. <laughs> Do you get used to it, don't you? After a mm -hmm. while, welcome to 
Deborah Cook. All right, so here's my story for tomorrow. For those of you from America, um, there is a, oh my God, I just blanked on the name of the buffet. Shit. That's hilarious. So the boys and I have agreed since the girls will all be out of town that we're going to go eat at this mediocre buffet. But the deal is they have turkey. They have all the accoutrements, meaning they got taters and they got green beans and shit. And they, but they make these great yeast rolls and they ring a bell as soon as they come out of the oven. So you go up literally, you cannot grab them because they're so hot. That's why we're going. Same. Is this, like, is this Golden Corral? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How, How the hilarious. hell did I know this and you blanked? <laughs> well, I don't know what that, you know, I got old man brain, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a little out there, bro. Oh, one of my friend's fathers, he's like a retired uh, Air Force captain. He used to right. love meeting us there for lunch. It was like his favorite place. Like he would be like, I got you guys. You'll do whatever you'll want. <laughs> it is the American version of mom food, meaning everything mm -hmm. has brown, white gravy on it that's flavorless. But mm -hmm. we're familiar with that taste. So we're like, oh, it's like my mom's food. <laughs> Only first. But... <laughs> <laughs> but they do have a bunch of weird shit. So, and, and for Thanksgiving, you know, man, I mean, I, I don't want to, I, this is not a year. I want to go to somebody's house and eat. Last year I was invited to this beautiful mansion here set on about 40 acres. Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it was built in the early 1900s and it was stunning, stunning, beautiful. I mean, the, so this guy, married a lady from France and she was 19 or 20 years old and she came over and he was the mayor of Oklahoma city at the time. And okay. so he had a fair amount of money and I'm sure probably oil money. And she wanted to go back to France. And so he bought this land. She knew what the trees were and what rocks to mine. They built this mansion off of the trees on the land and the rocks that were there. And she designed it and put it together. Oh, wow. That yeah, it's called the, High, the highly mansion or the highly house, but it was, mm -hmm. it was pretty dead. Yeah. Better than me suggesting that all people who have nothing to do tomorrow go join Sean at Golden Corral on which one? <laughs> the one on Expressway I, or the other one? <laughs> I am willing to host that table, but not pay for that table. That <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that I always have found on, on holidays like that, especially if half my family's out of town, do, do something the other half really wants to do because the opportunity is very rare. You know, my boy, one of the boys was like, well, we can do one of those big old giant crabs like we did. Right? And I was like, you know, I'm allergic to crab, right? I, <laughs> you're trying to kill me. It, it's We haven't done stuff like that since they were little. And, and so why not? You know, I mean, literally, why not? So that is the plan. That is the plan. Speaking of uh, crab and you being allergic to it, this is the reason why you've never met Alex, Johnny, and me at uh, this place, the place Pier, Pier 99? Pier 88. I think it's Pier 88. 88, yeah, correct. <laughs> On Thursdays, they used to have happy hour in there, Sean, where it was like a dollar beer. So they renamed it to Beer 88 on Thursdays. So that's what they would text me and be like, that's where we're eating. And Johnny once realized how small quantities I'm capable of eating till he was like, how about we just buy this and we'll split it because you barely eat anything. Right. From that day till date, Alex always refers to Johnny and me as boil buddies because we split a boil. <laughs> boil. <laughs> if what a boil is, it's a bunch of shit that gets dumped on your table, but it's really fun to pick through and eat. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's good.
potatoes, carrots, um, other vegetables. And then is rice on that one? Just potatoes. Just potatoes, Sam. Okay. Well, it's America. I thought we'd have two starches, rice and potatoes. <laughs> That's why they boil the corn with it, Sean, so that you have some cornstarch <laughs> and the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. not as good as your other one earlier. Where are the crackers? <laughs> See, that's a joke that'll work only in like comedy clubs in the U.S. Here, people are going to be like, what is he saying? <laughs> Does he mean thin crackers or thick crackers? <laughs> oh, we have both. It depends on who's doing meth. It's <laughs> you can feel that. You can have that one. <laughs> I know. By the way, on Monday night, Sean, when I was doing a set, I got heckled by an Indian Trump supporter. I have wow. no idea. Like, even I was confused. I was like, dude, are you angry about me talking about Hitler or the other bit? He was like, no, you can't say mean stuff about Trump. And I was like, oh, God, you're one of those. <laughs> and I just was like, I whispered in the mic, fuck him to the rest of the crowd. And I continued. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's weird. So here's here's what I would tell you politically right now here. I mean, Trump's obviously in huge legal trouble, and he really is. And I know everybody so far, he's the Teflon Don been able to get out of everything. This lady in Georgia has him and enough of his people flip. She really does have him. Mm -hmm. That's the front runner of one of our major political parties. I mean, we literally look like Italy. It's so embarrassing. You know, Bertoloni, remember Bertoloni was a, a felon, but yet he owned a telecom company in Italy. And mm -hmm. he obviously, Bellasconi, that idiot. Mm -hmm. Bertoloni is, is olive oil, sorry. Well, well no difference. Um, anyway, <laughs> that guy is what I keep thinking uh, this is reminding me of, like that that's where we're moving towards is, is being okay with that. We've always disguised the fact that high-level politicians are dirty. By mm -hmm. you know, they, they paint a really good public picture, and then we know, eh, you got to cut deals behind the, behind the scenes. But, yeah, it's, it's, um, he's, he's going to – this is proving to be just weird. I don't know any other way to say it. I'm going to put my phone down because I have to set my bread here. Yes. So feel free to keep talking, and you're going to see the dishwasher for a second. I've got Healthy. multiple heads. And, and I do remember doing dishes at that dishwasher, Sean, so I'm fine with yeah. looking at it. <laughs> you didn't do very many dishes at that dishwasher. I hey, just want to point Three is a number larger than one. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So you have done it. <laughs> I am factually correct, Your Honor. All right, I got those things switched out. We're good for another 10 minutes. Okay, what would you like to cover for eight minutes other than my advertisement for Cafe Bustello? Delicious coffee. Available Delicious. at Aldi's. Delicious coffee in an ugly can. Yes, we don't know much about art, but we can roast coffee really well. John, basically, Thanksgiving was what we were going to wrap up the show with. That way I have it wrapped up correctly for an episode where people can yep. listen to and they're annoyed with their family and want to sit in a corner and stare at a phone. That is pretty, that is pretty okay. So if you want to, if you're with your family and they're not being friendly to you, you can come on our podcast and we'll be really friendly and talk about positive, lovely things. So here, here's the thing that I would honestly say. So um, years ago, I don't remember which wife it was, but you know, they wanted to do like a, a what things you're thankful for list. 
And that's a first uh -huh. American, first world problem. And you're writing down the good shit that's happening in your life instead of the bad shit. <laughs> and um, I, I actually have a phenomenal staff in the business that I own and run. And, uh, and, 90% of them are amazing. The other 10, absolute pains in the ass. But really and truly, that part of my existence on this planet is pretty solid. Obviously, mm. I've got a couple of sick people in my life, literally like sick, sick. Um, but, you know, that teaches you powerlessness. I mean, it really and truly, you're not in control. You, have, you, you don't know how to fix it. All you get to do is, is be nice and be kind. And um, if you've never been in that situation, that is an eye-opener. Mm -hmm. But you have to look at it as what does that give me? You know, what what opportunity does that give me? Because it's real easy to get caught up and go, why me? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Which is like, you know, the the way you end up with a thousand gods. Well, this one's mad at me. I'm trying to go to this. You know, that's an amount of self-pity. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I'm not making fun of anybody's religion over there. You just go that that it makes sense. And I so really and truly, I have everything in the world that I could ever need. Now, want, do I have a few things I would, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you go as, as, as if you were talking to one of my first couple of wives and we'll get to <laughs> There is a reason you are my ex-wife. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. That was a good, good opener. And very polite. <laughs> Thankful for, oh, Sean, if you look at what you were saying, there is this quote that I remember that was on an old show that I watched, which was where he said, our lives uh, are nothing but a fleeting glimpse in cosmological terms. A human life burns brightly, fizzles and slowly smolders to its end in a blink of an eye in the universal time. Right. Hey, that's that's pretty damn legit. Mm -hmm. Thanks for making Making me feel so small this morning, Mr. Deep. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, this is why I'm here for you, okay? To remind yes. you every now and then that nobody cares. <laughs> the nobody universe cares. is indifferent. <laughs> nobody a shit. And so while you're eating your turkey today, remind yourself that nobody gave a shit about that turkey. Either. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay, so do you know the story behind um, in turkeys and all this other weird stuff? Mm -mm. I don't know how they became the Thanksgiving bird, but it was a way to, you know, harvest stuff and then sell it all in one day. But pretty good idea. But I got a menu from a buffet, some dinner that George Washington did. Uh -huh. And there were more game fowl at that dinner. And there was like wild boar, all this other stuff. Because you have to realize they had to go kill it all back then. Oh, there was yeah. no budget. There was no butcher to go to. And so I'm reading through it, and, and it was quite British. I mean, nobody would want to eat it because basically salt was the spice of the mm -hmm. day. You know, think about it. If you were 35 back then, you didn't have any teeth anyway. Yeah. You know, you had a full set of teeth back then. Is that good or bad? 40 years <laughs> was a long life, Sean. So whatever they did during their 40 years was their entire life <laughs> back then. Crazy. And so... You look at that and go, look, at least we didn't, I mean, my, my dad's big thing. I wanted my dad to take me hunting as a kid, you mm -hmm. know, because all my parents took him hunting. They took me hunting. The friends and their parents taught me how to shoot. And believe it or not, the NRA, before they went crazy, 
used to come to Boy Scout camp and teach people how to shoot. That's how I learned to shoot. I mean, if I'm ever in a bell tower, you know who you get to blame? The NRA. (laughs) (laughs) My my dad's thing was, he said, um, I used to hunt for food as a kid. I don't have to do that anymore. I go to the store and just buy it. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I wanted to go hunt for food. He goes, no, you don't. Not if you have to do that to eat. (laughs) Can I tell you, one of the first times I went hunting in Oklahoma, I was so upset because we had to wake up at like the ass crack of dawn and go stand (laughs) in this cold little thing. And I was so upset by the end of it that we got back to the house and my friend's wife looked at me and she was like, did you have fun? And I just looked at her and I was like, "Ah, check with dad is what I pointed at him. And I said, and she she was like, why do you call him dad? I was like, that dumbass dipshit made me stand out there for so long. It's the acronym for dumbass dipshit is what I was naming. Oh, that's good. So we we never did that in our family, but I tell you what, I can shoot just about any weapon pretty damn well. But I was taught by professionals rather than your dad teaching you and whatever dad taught him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um it's still hunting is still a very big deal here. And it goes back to this was a really poor state. And yeah. so to get winter, they would go hunt deer. And uh, and now we have, have a wild hog problem here, but that, I don't know if anybody eats those because they're fa- they're called feral hogs, which means they're full of bugs and worms and all this other stuff, which um, may have been the first reason people didn't eat pigs, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just religious reasons because they're they're pretty gross. But it's it's still a big deal here, and it's like a camaraderie thing. And you always get these people they take a picture with the first animal they killed, and you go, huh. We really are just beasts at the end of the day Not that ever. wear back clothing and act like we can get along. <laughs> I'm proud that I killed this animal. Watch me cut it up here in the field. Yeah, but can I tell you, I do, I have seen that and I've helped out because it's, <laughs> Sean, I've done a lot of weird shit because of just the breadth of friends I used to have there. <laughs> they were all from different parts. <laughs> You and I would look at it the same way. Meat is meat. What do mm-hmm. I have to do to make it taste good? And both of us would be totally fine. Doing that. <laughs> I don't. I can field dress something. Do I want to field dress? And what field dress means? Do I want mm-hmm. to skin cut up a warm animal that I just killed? That mm-hmm. is some pretty barbaric shit. But I'd do it if I was hungry. Sean, that was the only thing that kept my fingers warm. That's the only reason I offered oh, to help. <laughs> <laughs> We are ruining Thanksgiving right now. Folks, what I want to tell you is at least you didn't have to go kill that turkey, boil it, pull all the feathers off of there, and then figure out how to cook it. Because back then, they didn't have any fat on it. So it was really like chew leather meat. You you had to boil it forever and get it, make it edible. I mean, that, that was hard to do. That's, that's some work. Yeah. I, did. I, I don't mind. I figure if we get to the end of the world, if these this stupid third part of our country has a civil war like they want to, um, the best thing I've got going for me is I know how to kill something and cook it. They just know how to kill shit. So they're still going to starve. <laughs> yeah, they know how to kill shit. Plus, also, even if they do figure out how to cook it, it'll taste like shit, Sean. We got all the spices. That's what we're holding. <laughs> <laughs> you, and, you and I have cabinets full. Fuck these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's our real message on Thanksgiving this year. 
Well, I get this subtle warnings from people. You know, we're about ready to have a civil war. And I go, well, I mean, we've been in war since the country started. Is this really any different? I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> yep. Like the best thing I could ever describe was, um, I think it was one of Aziz Ansari's sketches where he said, <laughs> people keep coming up and saying shit's hit the fan. He was like, it's never been a clean fan, people. There's always been shit stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> we just ignore, choose to ignore it or not. Mm-hmm. Man, all right, brother. I am going to go pull my bread out and uh, and get my day started. I, I, I got to get the wife packed up to go to Kansas City. That's my goal today. All right. I shall let you go. Happy Thanksgiving. That was the Villagers podcast with Sean and Deepak. There you go. Happy tomorrow in India. (laughs) Happy Thursday. Please get back to work. (laughs) 